0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off and I just like knew God is here with us.
0: And now, here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to teach on a subject that I have entitled, Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith. You know, this title may not ring your bell, but I promise you that the truths I'm talking about, the principles from the Word of God, are something that every one of us deals with every day. What is God's part? What is our part? Is this up to me to get this done, or is this something God has already done, or is it a combination of the two? How do I respond and receive what God has already provided? I tell you, those are big questions, and sadly, most people are not answering them according to Scripture. I've talked about this week, I've already dealt with a lot, and I've laid a great foundation i think things truths that it took me around 15 to 20 years to figure out these are big issues and i've already shared a lot if you've missed any of this please get my book entitled living in the balance of grace and faith and i also have a study guide cds dvds and i've got the uh, book in multiple languages and um this would just really be a blessing to you. So please get this teaching. I haven't got time to go back through all of that. Yesterday, I was using Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, where it says, you're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's not, you aren't saved by grace alone, and you aren't saved by faith alone. You are saved by putting faith in God's grace. Let me just define some things for you. Grace is what God has done for you independent of you. If it was dependent upon your goodness and you had to somehow or another earn it, well, then it wouldn't truly be grace. Grace by definition, the most, you know, there's many, many definitions. There's many ways that you can talk about it. The Bible talks about the many-faceted or the manifold grace of God. That means the many-faceted grace of God. So there's many ways that you can describe it, but it literally means unearned, unmerited undeserved favor so if there is any qualification that you have to meet in order to get it then it's not grace so I believe that I'm accurate in saying that grace is what God does for you independent of you and grace came through our Lord Jesus Christ uh, John chapter 1 and so grace came 2,000 years ago to the human race THE GRACE THAT WE ARE RECEIVING NOW IS ALL DEPENDENT UPON WHAT JESUS DID WHEN HE WAS HERE ON THIS EARTH IN HIS PHYSICAL BODY AND THE ATONEMENT THAT HE MADE FOR US. SO IT WAS INDEPENDENT OF YOU. IT WAS 2,000 YEARS BEFORE YOU AND I WERE BORN. GOD'S GRACE HAS NOTHING TO DO WITH YOUR WORTH OR YOUR MERIT. YOU CAN'T EARN IT. YOU CAN'T DESERVE IT. IT IS UNEARNED, UNDESERVED, UNMERITED FAVOR. And by grace, God has provided everything. Faith is not something we do to get God to respond to us, but faith is our positive response to what God has already done by grace. Boy, now that's huge. And if you ever get to where you isolate faith and think that this is just what I'm doing, and now God, I've moved. It's like you put a coin in one of these uh, one arm bandits, you know, a slot machine, you put your coin and you pull a handle and now God's got to come out. That's the way that a lot of people think that God, I've confessed. I believed, I've paid my tithes. I've lived holy, I've done this. Now you have to move. If you ever start putting God's movement in your life, his answer to your prayers, dependent upon what you do in your faith, and you've made this happen then you aren't putting faith in grace. Grace is something that was done independent of you prior to your birth, prior to your need. It all came through Jesus. It has nothing to do with you. All faith is is your positive response to what you believe God has already done through Jesus and He's provided it by grace. Faith only appropriates what God has already provided. Those are huge, huge statements. And so I've been using that you're saved by grace through faith, a combination of those two. It has to be God has already provided it, and instead of you trying to get Him to respond to you, you are just responding to what you believe He's already done. Man, that's huge. Look at this. Here's the flip side. I was talking yesterday out of Mark chapter 11, Verse 24, that whatsoever things you desire. And people have used this to say that, man, I desire this. Now I confess the word and God, you've got to move. That is not true faith. That is legalism. That is law. That is works. That is effort. And that will wear you out and it will stop the grace of God from operating. God's grace is only going to be manifest through the humble. Those who step aside and say, God, I don't deserve it. I am just receiving this through what you've already provided. I'm putting my faith in your grace. If you get into pride and saying, I deserve this and I've done this. And now, God, you've got to move and respond to me. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Boy, those are powerful, powerful statements. So I've already dealt with the faith side that is an abuse where you think you are making God move. Let me deal with the other side that there are some people who are just emphasizing the grace of God so much that they don't believe that there's anything we have to do. And there's many examples of this, but here's one in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And, you know, many people will say, Man, I believe that. I believe God can do anything. But did you know that that's an incorrect statement if you read this the way that I read it right there? I've actually been in churches before or I've got up and I said, how many of you believe God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think? And I've had people stand up and go, yes, even the pastor. And then I'll say that's wrong. And boy, it just, it's like you slap them in the face. Like, how could that be wrong? Here's what this verse actually says. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now that changes the entire meaning. If you just say God is able to do anything and you completely detach that from your positive response, you aren't going to have to have any faith, any love, any joy operating in your life. It's just God is able to do anything in your life that's not true. It is proportional. That's what the word according to. It means proportional to or to the degree of the power that works in you. And of course, we know that love is the power of God. We know that faith is the power of God. I believe that this is talking about that you have to have faith and love operating in you. And if you don't have that, you stop the power of God. You know, I have people all of the time come to me and I mean, they are in desperate situations and they are just saying, why isn't God moving in my life? I believe that God can heal. I believe that God could heal my marriage. I believe that God could prosper me. And they believe that God can do all things exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. But they just completely ignore the fact that we have to cooperate with God. There are people that are out They are shooting up dope. They're doing drugs. They're doing all of these things. They're blowing their money. They're shooting it all into their veins and then wondering why they aren't prospering. You have to cooperate with some of the laws of God. You can't just sit there and waste your money. And it doesn't have to be things like drugs and alcohol. Did you know that you can't just sit there and go in debt and pay two and three times what everything is worth because you're paying it all out on credit and prosper. When the Bible says in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. Over in Deuteronomy, it says you'll lend unto many nations and you shall not borrow. And you just violate the scriptures. You don't have anything. It's just all up to God and you are believing God for prosperity. And yet you are violating every direction that God gives in the word. There's many scriptures that talk about slothfulness, that a slothful man is like a hinge, a door that turns on a hinge. It just moves back and forth, but it's never going to go anywhere. So is the man that just, you know, rolls over on his bed and says, I'm not going to go outside. There's a lion in the streets. I might be devoured, so I'm not going to go to work today. People like that with that attitude. It says it, it tends to poverty. So see, yes, God by grace has provided blessing He's commanded the blessing upon us in all that we do. But it says over there in Deuteronomy chapter 28, He would bless the work of your hands. God's blessing is there. God wants to prosper you, but a hundred times zero is zero. If you are doing nothing, then God cannot multiply nothing. You got to do something. It would be better to get off welfare and go get a job at McDonald's, even though you might be making less money than you could make off of welfare, but you are doing something. God could bless the work of your hands. You could get promoted. You could become the manager of that McDonald's. You could become the owner of that McDonald's. You, God can prosper when you do something, but when you do nothing, can't prosper. It. So see, there are some people that just say, I, I believe God can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Ephesians 3.20. And they don't put in according to the power that works in us. And so they aren't doing what the word says. They aren't cooperating with God. They're just living off welfare. They're doing nothing. They're waiting on God. You know, they're waiting on their ship to come in, but you never sent a ship out. There are people that are trying to make a withdrawal from their heavenly account and you've never made a deposit. You've never given and you are yet believing that it's going to be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over Luke six thirty-eight. And yet you never gave in the first place. You've never trusted God. See, there is this balance between grace and faith. There's a balance of saying, well, I'm believing God and God can just do anything. No, he can do anything, but it is dependent upon whether or not you will trust him. You know, this is why giving is so important. You know, there's obvious reasons for giving. If you have a church or a ministry that's in need, if they're doing things, they'll come to you and say, we need you to help us and please give and stuff. And it's obvious that when you give to help a minister, be on television, build buildings, do things or whatever, it's obvious how your giving helps them. But some people think that by me giving, I am making God move. If you are giving, if you ever hear, I'm going to say some things right here that's going to infuriate some people, but i tell you, it needs to be said. If you ever hear ministers come on and say, that if you'll give $1,000, this will open up the windows of heaven, and for the next 15 minutes, you are going to have God's supply, and you can get people saved, and you can do this. You can, in a sense, buy the power and the blessing of God by your gift. I'm telling you, that's wrong. You, you do not make God move by your actions of faith. And if that's true, well, then why is it even important that we give? Because God says He's already blessed us. God said that, man, He has poured out His blessings on us. Ephesians 1, 3, you are already blessed with all spiritual blessings. That God will bless whatever you set your hand unto. God is our source of prosperity. But how do you access that? I've already used that verse this week in Romans 5, 2. You access God's grace through faith. How is it that you believe God? Giving doesn't make God move, but you know what? Giving is an indication of whether or not you truly believe and trust God. That's an important statement. A person could sit there and say, oh, yeah, I do believe. I believe his promises that he is going to make all grace abound towards me. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards me so that I always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good word. I believe that. I believe God is my source. It's one thing to say it. Talk is cheap. But do you really believe it? You know, you can tell how a person believes by what they do with their money. If a person says, oh, I believe that God is prospering me and that, man, uh, He is making this grace abound towards me and I'm prospering. And then you say, all right, well, then the scripture says, give and it shall be given unto you in Luke 6, 38. And they say, oh, but I can't give. I need this money. Well, I thought you said you were trusting God. Well, I am trusting God, but I, I need this money. You, you might be saying you're trusting God, but you know what you're really saying with your actions is that you don't trust God. You don't believe His promise. He said in Mark chapter 10 that there is not a single person that would leave house, father, mother, brother, sister, lands, house for his sake, but what we would receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions and in the world to come, everlasting life. There wouldn't be one single person who gave up something that they didn't receive back one hundredfold in this life. Now, if you really believe that, and not just say you believe it, but if you really believe it, then you know what? You ought to give. If somehow or another I had the ability to promise every person who's watching this program that if you will send in $100, I'll give you back a hundredfold on that. You know what that means? $10,000. Now, I can't make that promise. I don't have the resources, but I'm saying that if I promised you That you give $100, I'll give you $10,000 back. If you really believe that, you would be a fool not to give me that $100. I don't care if you needed it. Even if you needed it, it would be to your advantage to go to your neighbor and say, let me borrow $100 and I'll give you back $200. And then you send in that $100 to me, I fulfill my promise to you. You get $10,000, you wind up sharing $200 with your neighbor, and you would still have $9,900, in, or what would that be, 9,800 dollars uh, dollars left. You would be to your advantage. If you really believe that I could do that, if you believe my integrity, well, then you'd be a fool not to do it. So a person who says, oh, I believe God and I'm trusting God, but I can't give. You may say whatever you want, but the the bottom line is you really do not believe His promise. If you really believed God's promise, you'd give. So see, our giving doesn't make God bless us. God has already commanded a blessing upon us. He's already blessed us. He's already commanded financial prosperity. It's a part of what Jesus purchased for us. IT SAYS IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 8 VERSE 9 THAT YOU KNOW THE GRACE OF OUR LORD JESUS CHRIST THAT THOUGH HE WAS RICH, YET FOR YOUR SAKE HE BECAME POOR SO THAT YOU THROUGH HIS POVERTY MIGHT BE MADE RICH. PEOPLE HAVE TRIED TO EXPLAIN THAT AWAY AND SAY THIS IS TALKING ABOUT EMOTIONALLY RICH, SPIRITUALLY RICH. IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT MONEY. But if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, every verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 is talking about money. And for you to take verse 9 out of context and just say, oh, this is only talking about spiritual, emotional things, which it includes that. I'm not saying it excludes them, but it is talking about money. Jesus became poor financially so that we might be made rich financially THROUGH HIS ATONEMENT. JESUS PURCHASED THAT FOR US. IT'S ALREADY THERE. IT'S ALREADY PROVIDED. BUT YOU ONLY ACCESS THAT PROSPERITY THROUGH FAITH. SO IT IS TRUE THAT IF YOU WANT TO SEE PROSPERITY IN YOUR LIFE, YOU NEED TO BE A GIVER. BUT SOME PEOPLE SEE HAVE INTERPRETED THAT AS, ALL RIGHT, I'M GIVING AND I AM MAKING GOD NOW MOVE THROUGH THIS. NO, THAT'S NOT TRUE FAITH. You are not going to force God to bless you. You cannot buy prosperity by giving. Prosperity has already been provided by God's grace. It's there waiting for you. God wants to bless you, but you access God's grace through faith. And how is it that you express faith that God is your source? Well, you just take a portion of what you've got and say, say, here's your goal right here and you're wanting to get over here to where you are completely debt-free, and you have a nice house, car, whatever, and you need these things, and your goal is over here, and you're here. If you take a portion of what you have right now and give it away to the natural mind, if you aren't operating in faith, if you're only operating in human, natural wisdom, you are moving away from your goal instead of towards it. You are taking a portion of what you've got and you're giving it away, and that would be absolutely foolish. Here's your goal over here of having all of your needs supply, and you are taking a portion of what you've got and decreasing your net assets. That's foolishness to the natural mind. And it would be foolishness if there wasn't a God who said that when you give, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. Luke 6 38. If there wasn't a God, if it wasn't for faith and faith in God and what He's promised, it's crazy to move away from this. But see, if you do it in faith, saying, Father, you've already promised me. You've said that you have blessed me. Jesus became poor so that I, through His poverty, might be made rich. And so, praise God, when I give, I'm not moving away from this. I'm moving towards it. I've expressed faith, and I am now reaching out and appropriating your grace through faith. If you do it with that attitude, then you start a supernatural flow of all of this prosperity that is in God's grace towards you. You access it by faith. You know, this is a little hard to explain. Some people struggle and they only see that, well, you're asking me to give. And so in a sense, it's like you're asking, you're saying, if I'll do this, then I'm making God move. No, God has already moved by grace. He has already provided every need that you will ever have. But you have to access that that grace by faith. Your faith isn't making God move. God already moved. God has already supplied. Whether you respond in faith or not, God has already made the provision. Jesus has already become poor so that you through his poverty might be made rich. But you do have to access this grace by faith. And I'm telling you, there's so many people that have just missed this. And because of it, they are either on one side or the other. They are, they're there in faith. They're I'm doing this now, God. You've got to bless me. That's not true faith. That's legalism. That's law. Or there's other people thinking, well, it's just up to God. If God wants to bless me, he'll bless me. I'm not going to give to get. I'm not going to... You know, try and manipulate God. It's just totally up to God whether or not He moves or not. Either one of those attitudes will stop the grace that God has for you from coming to pass. You have to believe that God by grace has already made the provision, but then you access God's grace through faith. I tell you, once you understand this, it just changes everything. You know, on our program tomorrow, I'm going to start giving you an illustration of this, a great illustration from the Word of God that hopefully will help make this clear to you, but you've got to understand what is God's part and what is your part. Your part is not to beg God and to plead with God and ask God to do something as if he's never done it, and you are waiting on him to respond to you. That's totally wrong. You've got to believe that God, by grace, has already moved. He's anticipated your need before you ever had the need. He's made the provision. That's grace. It's already done. You don't have to struggle and beg God to do something that He's already done. But that doesn't mean that it's automatically going to work in your life. You've got to trust Him. You've got to believe Him. And there are things you do that express your trust and your reliance upon God. Talk is cheap, faith without works is dead. Are you acting in agreement with what you say you believe? Boy, those are powerful, powerful statements. Want to dive deeper into the Word, but your busy schedule robs you of that
0: opportunity? Now you can listen to the Gospel Truth wherever you go with the Gospel
1: Truth radio app. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we are broadcasting the gospel, not only our individual television programs, but we've got conferences on there and it's great. No matter how your time is divided up each day, now you can plug in to the Gospel Truth 24 seven at your convenience. It's a
0: great way to stay connected in a world that demands so much of your time. Tap the app and start listening to Gospel Truth Radio. Go to the app store and type in
1: Gospel Truth Radio and download it to your smartphone. I'D LIKE TO GIVE YOU A SPECIAL INVITATION TO JOIN ME ON APRIL THE 12TH AND THE 13TH FOR OUR DAVID MUSICAL. i TELL YOU, THIS IS POWERFUL. WE HAD ONE PERFORMANCE OF IT AT OUR DEDICATION BACK IN THE MONTH OF NOVEMBER. IT WAS SPECTACULAR. WE'RE GOING TO HAVE TWO PERFORMANCES ON THE 12TH AND THEN AGAIN ON THE 13TH OF APRIL. I KNOW THAT CHRISTIAN AND MUSICALS DON'T USUALLY GO TOGETHER, BUT THIS IS TOP drawer. IT WILL MINISTER TO YOU, AND IT'S A GREAT WAY to share the gospel with some people that might not come to something else. It's gonna be at our facility in Woodland Park, Colorado, April the 12th and 13th. Check it out, The David Musical. You can go to awmi.net for more information. We hope
0: you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly-too-good-to-be-true news, to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today.
1: I would really like to encourage you to get this teaching on living in the balance of grace and faith. I think this really just summarizes THE POSITION THAT GOD HAS GIVEN ME IN THE BODY OF CHRIST. IT SEEMS LIKE YOU HAVE PEOPLE THAT ARE EITHER INTO FAITH OR INTO GRACE, BUT VERY SELDOM ARE THE TWO COMBINED, AND THIS TEACHING WOULD TRANSFORM YOUR LIFE. I'VE GOT A BOOK IN ENGLISH. I'VE GOT ONE IN SPANISH. WE HAVE A STUDY GUIDE HERE THAT IS THE SAME MATERIAL. IT'S JUST reformatted SO THAT YOU CAN DISCIPLE OTHER PEOPLE. YOU CAN PRINT OUT THE QUESTIONS IN HERE. AND THEN WE HAVE A CD SET OF THIS EXACT SAME TEACHING, AND THEN I HAVE TWO DIFFERENT DVDs TO OFFER YOU, ONE THAT WAS TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM, AND THE OTHER ONE WAS TAKEN LIVE FROM ONE OF MY uh, MEETINGS THAT I'VE HELD. SO PLEASE LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER, RESPOND TODAY, AND GET THIS MATERIAL ON LIVING IN THE BALANCE OF GRACE AND FAITH. Andrew's
0: complete series titled Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith is available as a live teaching on either DVD or CD or in a DVD set as seen on TV. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book and the study guide This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The first and second audio teachings in today's series are titled Grace and the Sovereignty of God and Grace Through Faith. They're available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide these two CDs free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net.
1: I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO OUR CAMPUS DAYS. WE'LL HAVE ALL OF OUR INSTRUCTORS MINISTERING. WE WILL HAVE FELLOWSHIP TIME TOGETHER. THERE WILL BE QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS. AND IT'S AN OPPORTUNITY FOR YOU TO JUST COME CHECK OUT NOT ONLY THE SPIRITUAL THINGS, BUT THE FACILITIES HERE. WE HAVE ONE OF THE MOST BEAUTIFUL CAMPUSES IN THE WORLD. IF YOU CAN'T RELATE TO GOD AND FIND GOD THROUGH THE SURROUNDINGS, THEN THE WORD THAT WE SHARE WILL DEFINITELY BRING YOU TO ANOTHER LEVEL. IT WILL BE AN AWESOME TIME RIGHT HERE IN WOODLAND PARK.